Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. As always, I'm James Kay and joined by Ryan McGowan. How are you today, Ryan? I'm over the moon today. Over the moon. Over the we moon. We are both over the moon. <laughs> and if you're a German listener, you're not going to be over the moon. We've got nothing, you know why. We've got German listeners. Do we? Well, to those people, all I say is, ha, 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 because if you don't know, me and Ryan love football, and today, which is probably why we both sound very tired, because we've both been screaming at a television for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, we England beat Germany in the knockout stages of a major tournament, which I don't think we've ever done before. Uh, I think it's the no, first time in history. Not since we won the World Cup. Not since we won the World Cup. Blood, so, obviously, it's been a massive day yeah. for, for England. 55 um, If you years. are German, commiserations, yeah. but... Hey, you've had your time. You've had your fun. Yeah. It's our time now. Yeah. You've got a great team, though. They've got a fantastic team. But I think they're about as on par as England are at the moment. And we were just a better team on the day. It did It did feel like that. Both teams seemed very shit going forwards. Yeah. We just had two lucky openings thanks to the best player in the world. So. <laughs> yeah. So, James and I are rather ecstatic today. I did post on our social media f- on Facebook earlier um on the day that we're recording this saying like depend on how the result goes we may or may not be recording the episode oh yeah we if we lost i probably would have messaged you being like i'm not recording today i'm going to bed yeah can't do tonight sorry and that would have been that i would have been fucking furious but no i'm very happy just very tired i haven't got that excited about anything in a very long time and it's really taken it out of me yeah oh yeah yeah it's the, it's, it's the closest i've got since for, uh, from like since 2018 that sort of vibe mm yeah it's just nice to feel joy again. It's nice to feel joy. It's nice to be proud of your nation. This is the only time I'll ever be patriotic is when football's on. The rest of the time, couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. But football. Although in our yeah. in our Queen Elizabeth episode, which if you haven't listened to, check it out. It was our la- second from last one, I believe. Was it last one? No, it wasn't. It was second from last. No, it, sec- it was one before last. One before you're last. Right, yeah, you're right. Check it out. Um, we've decided that we are um, changing the national anthem because I'm sick of us just getting over the moon about singing about an old lady oppressing of us <laughs> i say oppressing that's not like she actually affects my life on a day-to-day but you know she's sat there <laughs> yeah in her ivory tower yeah uh we're changing the uh national anthem to park life by blur so it's all good i'd like that to be fair it, our national anthem so dirty anyway we've been down that avenue well speaking of being proud Speaking of being proud, wow, what a fucking segue. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this episode probably won't come out in June, but as we're recording it, it is still June, so that is Pride Month. And as I mentioned last week, we are going to be talking about the Stonewall Riots, which saw the birth of the Pride movement as we know and love it today. Just a bit of history yeah. on all that. So, it's kind of a it's kind of a different episode, because usually we focus on one person. This is kind of focusing on an event. Mm. Um, we do go into names. There are some names that will be re-brought up and see how they impacted things. But, but generally speaking, it's about an event, and I have no doubt throughout the course of this episode we'll have many rants and raves and things I mean, because that's just what we do. I've almost got one on on straight off the bat here. Um, that being, although as you said, as we as we as we're recording this episode, it's still Pride Month. Although I've seen many many companies take the. Uh, the rainbow flag off of their logo and revert back to their old logos because you know business is 
that's just what corporations do, isn't it? They just want to look like they're part of it for a month and then just not give a shit the rest of the year. Oh yeah, I mean, on that, I will call out the com- the games company Bethesda, who you know it's a massive global company. Currently works with Microsoft and Xbox. Uh, every single Twitter handle for their like European branch, North American branch, South American branch, all got rainbow flags except for their Middle Eastern branch, which doesn't. They just didn't want the backlash, did no. they? Because it's not worth it, apparently. But then what's the point? Because, because then you're that is literally just saying, look at us, we're doing this for the sake of it. Yeah. If you want to actually make a difference, put it out to the people that need to see it. Yeah, that's what pride is. Yeah, and then like on that, you've got UEFA, as we were mentioning the European Championships at the moment. UEFA were like said to Germany, no, you can't light up your stadium whilst you play Hungary in the rainbow colours to show off to Hungary, who are a backwards nation, and it comes to you know equal rights of all people um yeah they said it was too political it was too political ridiculous and then booking.com who is a company that's currently sponsoring the competition have changed all of their logos to rainbow flags but that's not political apparently it just doesn't make sense does it like any anyway, i'm sure we'll we'll get onto it as we as we go there's a lot wrong with it and based on people trying to what's it called virtue signaling is that the is that the phrase yeah i think i think that's about right Cool. So, uh, I'm just going to read this as I wrote it. Look, we can talk for hours about the persecution of the LGBTQ plus community and how throughout history the levels of acceptance have wildly changed because obviously in ancient Greece they were very open to it. They'd often have just wild orgies where everyone would just sleep with everyone and everyone had a good time, like the Festival of Dionysus and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And then since then... Let's be honest, religion, small-mindedness, and just obvious stupidity have led to the deaths of many people simply because of their sexuality. So, myself and Ryan could sit here for hours and give our takes on the persecution of the community, and I have no doubt start the episode we will. But as always, we'll probably end the chat with what we've learned, and in this case, about pride and things we can all do to support the LGBTQ plus community. Because myself and Ryan, um, as far as I'm aware, are two straight guys. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about sort of what our views on what sexuality is, um, um, which I'm going to do right now. In fact, <laughs> um, there's no, I don't think there's such a thing as straight, gay, bi. Sort of, uh, there's no such thing as like you're one or the other. I, th- I look at um, sexuality as like a sliding scale. You know, unlike you're um, <clears throat> you're playing Skyrim and you're doing your character mods and you just sort of slide the scale over to mm. one side if you want to be like, I don't know, a bit more rounder on the torso or you slide it to the other yeah. end and you become really, really slim. That's how I view sort of sexuality. And on one side, there might be like, you know, um, gay or whatever. And then on the other side, it might be heterosexual. And it's literally just like a, a slidey scale that can change from time to time, possibly sometimes, you know, where like you don't quite fit on one side and some people don't quite fit on the other. They're sort of just, you know, hanging around in the middle, wherever they want to be. I hope that's not offensive to anyone because as I was saying, it, I was like, actually, that could appear offensive to some people. But um, I, I hope if you're listening, that must mean you're a regular listener and you must know how me and James feel about a lot of stuff by now. So you might understand where I'm coming. That's just how you, like, picture it in your head on, like, a a scale. Yeah. But obviously, like, it's important we research these things for ourselves to give us a better understanding of uh, other people's fights because, obviously, I can speak for myself. I'm a heterosexual man, um, a heterosexual white man. So 
it, I've never really had any persecution in my life, to be honest with you. How dare you? I know it's awful, isn't it? Um, so, so I think to, for for me, it's important to research the uh, the fights and the discrimination that takes place to others, so then I can ally myself with them. Because obviously, we're we're both nice people. We want to make the world a better a better place. So, obviously, if you are part of the LGBTQ plus community, you're more than welcome here. Everyone's welcome here, apart from those people who like are actively against the LGBTQ plus community or if you're racist or sexist or just, you know what I mean, you can fuck yeah. off. You're not welcome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always, always reach out to us because we're, we're happy to, like, you know, learn all the time. Like, we had Jamie uh, message us uh, recently um, and they were just so lovely about everything and, like, expressed that they have specific pronouns that they like to be referred to as and just hear, like, just, like, referring to Jamie as they would like to be referred to really meant a lot to them it's, it's such like easy stuff as well isn't it because referring to someone as they or them or if someone says their pronouns are uh he them or uh he him she they you know what i mean it it, it takes no effort whatsoever just to learn someone's pronouns and refer to them how they want to be referred mm. to yeah people i feel are difficult about this stuff purely because they want to be difficult and it, it makes no sense yeah it, it just doesn't make any I sense i think you're right um obviously um it's a lot of prejudice is just learned behavior and it's you're just being awkward for the sake of being awkward for the most part this is the thing like obviously when we were growing up because we grew up in british schools and british schools can be nasty you have to really fucking fight for your life in those places i'm I'm sure most people growing up would have had the same that if something went wrong or if you wanted to insult someone you say oh you're gay or that's gay and growing up we didn't think anything of that we thought this is just normal that's just a derogatory word something you don't like but then as you get older i mean we had an assembly about it being like you can't do this and at the time i was like why can't we do this it's just a word but then as you get older you realize that there might have been someone who was gay yeah. who you are <laughs> referring to as and you're like really not aiding them in being who they are yeah because they're aligning themselves with something that's derogatory when it's For not sure i mean when i was in my final year at secondary school so year 11 uh there was one of the popular kids um, I won't I won't name his name, but uh, one of the popular kids was going around the form room and basically giving everyone his predictions of how we'll all turn out. So like some people, it was like you know oh, you'll be footballer or you're 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 gonna like work in a shop or all this kind of shit. They came up to me and went, "You're gonna be gay." And I was like, "Right, okay." <laughs> I'm not sure that's how it works. It's, I don't think it's a job. <laughs> But yeah. No, someone's a footballer and you're gay. Do you get paid I mean, for that? Like, if you get paid for it, I mean, I'm all for it, but I, I don't think you do. So, cheers, Piers. I will name him because that was a dick comment. Oh, his name's yeah, Piers. Piers. Like Piers Brosnan. Oh, it's just, it just doesn't. Yeah, or I was going to go Piers Morgan, so it sounds like an absolute nom. No, 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 no. Oh, actually, no, it wasn't Piers. It was like Pierce. Like when you it, pierce someone's ear, like Pierce. Oh, yeah. Pierce. Yeah, it's a bit weird. That's like Pierce from Community. He's racist and homophobic and awful. Yeah, so apparently that's that's my... I mean, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to sort of get that role of being gay because that's what Pierce said I would be. It's not happened yet. One yeah, day. But apparently that was an insult. He wanted to insult me. Um, little did he know. Yeah, it, it, it's just, why is that an insult? I, I don't know if it's still used in schools today. I have no idea how kids growing up... Well, I, I, I sincerely hope so. not, because like as, as we've sort of um, already mentioned, it's a learnt behaviour. Like prejudice, it, prejudice isn't 
is that the word prejudicing is prejudiced or is it prejudiced oh i don't know pride and prejudice it's a learnt behavior right you're learning (laughs) from your parents because they think the same thing right so that's why and we mentioned about like schools and how um possibly homeschooling is not the best thing for like growing your expanding your mind um but school's like such an amazing place to like learn different things and meet different people and experience other people um because then you go home and you're like your dad's telling you that you can't be mates with someone because they're gay or like they might think that the way you're behaving around your friend is a bit sus it's like there's nothing wrong with the way you're behaving with your mate like it's fine i don't know if i made sense but no you did i i I get where you're coming from it's everyone has the right to be who they want to be without fear of persecution we could to be fair we could do like an entire like thing on just being a, a a not a masculine man and how that affects us growing up like i remember when my, when my dad found out that i did performing arts the look on his face was a <laughs> oh, shocker God. in fact right here's a fun yeah. story when i was about six um I, I i quite enjoyed prancing around the living room and dancing to some music and my mum really liked shania twain yeah. man i feel like a woman um oh no <laughs> um was it that no what's the song it's the song i'm every woman that one uh, I know right, the song that about. song. I was dancing in the living room wearing my mum's nighty and dressing gown, right? In the living room at the age of six, dancing to that song, I'm Every Woman, and singing my heart out. And my dad came home from work and was like, what the fuck is going on? And it's like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your boy dancing around at his mum's nighty at the age of six. Calm the fuck down. No. Dancing is such a little, like an expressive form, especially like dancing by yourself. Yeah. I always think though, like, cause we all do it. We all dance in our room. If you did that, like, out in public, you'd be so. Everyone would look at you like you're so weird. But you're the one that's having fun. So if anything, they're the weird one. Exactly. For being boring. But yeah, there's a lot of. I think oh, toxic masculinity is a huge thing nowadays, isn't it? Because I had this chat recently with a a friend, and we were just talking about how like how we grew up and stuff. And obviously, like you know me, I'm not the most emotive of people. I. <laughs> I very rarely let people know how I'm feeling. Like I could be the happiest I've ever been or the saddest I've ever been and my expression will be exactly the same. <laughs> but that isn't like... That's like a learnt behaviour, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Because in my house, we've we've always grown up with you don't show your emotion no matter what. It's it's very, very backwards. And like obviously that has just bred many, many mental health fucking difficulties as I've gotten older. But oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's just fascinating, isn't it, how you, you grow up? I remember when I went into performing arts, my uh, nan and granddad, um, I don't think they were best pleased. They were like, oh, I don't want to do something like academic. And now I'm going into journalism. They're fucking buzzing. Yeah, They're bet, so yeah. happy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? Um, well, you mentioned toxic masculinity, and that may sound like it's not necessarily relevant, but of course it is relevant to the story that we talked about today. Yeah, absolutely. So, without much further ado, let us get on with the Stonewall Riots. So let's just take a brief look at the attitudes around the world that sort of led to the Stonewall Stonewall words, James. Stonewall Riots. As I mentioned earlier, um, history is full of persecution and a large portion of it stems from religion. Uh, Throughout history, we've seen gay men and women killed in a variety of ways. And in more modern history, we've seen things like the Holocaust, where various sexualities were targeted and killed, including Hitler's closest allies. And in the Holocaust, I found this out earlier, didn't know this, um, 
prisoners who were deemed to be homosexual would wear a um, pink triangle instead of a Jewish star. Oh, I didn't know that. Neither did I. I found that out earlier. Fascinating, isn't it? Everyone hmm. had to be identified, which is funny because this is where we get onto in America. Like, it's not much different. Um, right. Again, I'm gonna just going to preface this with going on, we're probably going to shit on America, but that is simply because the Stonewall riots took place in America. Every country is fucked when it comes to this, and the UK is no better. So mm. well, as we're talking about America, don't think we're just targeting you. We're just talking about this one specific example. Well, mm. we're, we're fully aware that our country is in a mess as well, so don't worry. Um, after the war in America, it was very common for young gay people to be kicked out of their houses because of their parents' just refusal to accept them. And they'd often venture to big cities such as New York and San Francisco in search of a place where they'd be accepted for who they are. Whilst America was having hardcore beef with the Soviets because communism, capitalism and all that boring stuff, they were terrified that anybody who went against their capitalist Christian status quo would like uprise and throw them all down, you know what I mean? Um, and this would mean the FBI had a list of known homosexuals, which blew my mind. What the hell? It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and the American Psychiatric Association stated homosexuality is a sociopathic personality disturbance. Oh, that, so they they were calling it a uh, a disease of the mind or something. Something. It's mental a mental illness, related. is what they. Fucking yeah. Hell. And this happened recently. I don't know if I think I briefly mentioned it last episode when I was talking about this. Ep- this we're going to do this. I had an argument with someone on Twitter. Um, they were either from India or somewhere in Africa. I I couldn't really um, work it out. And they were saying that it's a mental illness. Homosexuality is a mental illness and that uh. these people are deranged and all that sort of stuff. And the thing is, I, I was trying to argue back as much as I can, but you can only argue so much with these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, like I said, it's like when some of it's like learned behavior, I swear, um, it's ingrained from a young age and they just can't see it as any other, di- any other way. Es- especially when their country's government brings out laws persecuting you then think it's just right oh god yeah but as we all know just because a government thinks a certain way does not mean it's right governments are wrong more often than not i think Mm. Uh, tv and film were controlled and it was ensured that nothing promoting anything other than being heterosexual was shown just so kids wouldn't get any ideas (laughs) christ be like "Uh, no 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 he's a bit too feminine we'll not have him on the telly what Oh, yeah, God, you couldn't have, like, a man dressing up as a woman or vice versa or anything like that. No, sir. Which is ironic because, obviously, RuPaul's Drag Race is such a popular TV show. RuPaul's Drag Race is phenomenal. I didn't watch it for the longest of times because I just didn't think it was for me. And then I watched, like, one episode of one series and that was it, Hooked. Oh, And now I just watch it it. all the time. Yeah, I absolutely adore that show. It's so good. Bimini was robbed in the UK one. (laughs) Bimini should have won. No, Lawrence Cheney was the best one. Uh, Lawrence dodged a bullet many times. Anyway, I'm sure we could talk for hours about our RuPaul Drunk Race opinions. For sure. Um, The 60s was an interesting time in America, with many protests taking place in regards to various issues, such as nuclear testing, Vietnam War, civil rights, gay rights movements, etc., etc. And the Stonewall Inn was a gay bar in Greenwich Village, and it had to be hidden as a private club due to gay bars being illegal, obviously. And a lot of these gay bars would be run by organised crime mobs, gangs, whatever you want to call them. And they would pay off the police to keep it operating, just because they were in it for the money. Um, oh, right. This obviously isn't said the gangs were nice to the patrons. Oh, okay. The gangs were fucking vile to the patrons. <laughs> they just 
the patrons realised though that this was their only opportunity to go to a bar where they could be themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Without like, being arrested. One that like, oh, is it is it the gangs that are like help liberate gay people from oppressed? No, they just gave no. them a place. They were still they were still grim to just being gang people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just wanted money. That's all they were in it for. And the stone wall was run by the Italian mafia, so the big one. And it was the only gay bar in New York which allowed dancing. Hey. Yeah, I didn't know that either. The only one that allowed dancing. Fascinating. Yeah. I would have thought, like, you know, if it's it's a bar. People dance in bars. Like, why would you stop people from dancing in bars? I imagine the other ones are, like, sit-down ones, like we're used to now because of COVID. You have to book your table and sit there for an hour and a half until you're told to leave. I fucking hate that at the minute. It pisses me right off. Long gone are the nights of spontaneity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it, it's a problem I'm having where you're like, you know, you just want to go here and you can't because you have to book. Yeah, you have to book your table. It's fucking me right off at the minute. I need COVID to leave, man. I know I've been saying that for a year, but really now, I'm bored of you. Yeah. So, Robert F. Wagner, mayor of New York City in the 60s, ran a campaign to get all gay bars closed down, meaning raids were common practice. And during these raids, the lights would come on and the patrons would line up and have to produce ID to the police. Female-born people who perhaps identified as a different gender would be told to dress more womanly if they were deemed to be dressing like a man. Uh, and this also happened vice versa, as the police believed that no male should be wearing women's clothes and they would be treated very harshly. So um, trans people, uh, drag acts, were arrested wow. very often. Wow. For literally wearing clothes it, it's crazy it's just wearing whatever you want like it's just fucking clothes like it's so if ridiculous. you really boil this down just to the basics it's just a human being wearing some sort of fabric in a certain way that's that is it and yeah. people deem that an, an arrestable offense it's fucking mental and people nowadays still have an issue with it isn't it bizarre like it's literally in the bible where it's like a man must, i think i mentioned the quote on an episode before where in the bible it's literally like a man must not dress as a woman and the and vice versa, and it's like, but why? I don't understand what the problem here is. But who who fucking deems those like parameters? What what are the boundaries of that? What is dressing like a man? What is dressing like a woman? Yeah, like is a woman wearing? It, well, uh, this must have been a thing. Like, is a woman wearing trousers too manly? Yeah. It's what about like, Scottish people I wearing kilts? Exactly. There's some kids nowadays. Like when I'm going to work, driving to work, whatever. You see, like um. Kids in dresses who were perhaps born male. It's fascinating to see how school has developed. Because if that happened when I was at school, that they would have been bullied horrifically. I mean, yeah, yeah, you'd get suspended for not wearing your uniform properly. Yeah, but nowadays they're allowed to. And I know there was a big um, thing in one school where I think uh, a load of the lads started wearing dresses in support of one of their their friends, and then the school just like rolled over and went fine. Okay, do right, do right. You're allowed to wear a yeah, if you want to wear a dress, wear a fucking dress. If you want to wear trousers, wear trousers. Oh, like, who, like, wear whatever you want. It's bloody clothes. As long as you look cool in it. <laughs> if you don't look, except mankinis. Yeah, man- don't wear mankinis. If you don't, listen, right, if if you don't look cool in it, I can understand why someone would be like, "Hey, listen, like, don't wear that. It don't suit you. Find something that suits you." <laughs> yeah, just look good and wear something that makes you feel good as well. Because if you feel good, you'll look good. Is something I'm learning. Mm, yeah. So these people were often arrested for not dressing appropriately or not having ID, which seems very Nazi-esque. Um, and these people would often sometimes be outed in newspapers, and this would obviously have a knock-on effect in regards to employment, oh, various friendship well. circles. Yeah, it would ruin people's lives. 
Um, and the mafia who owned the bar would also blackmail the wealthier patrons. Um, like, you give us money, we won't out you. And this money, this revenue would actually be more than what the bar itself makes. Bloody hell. Yeah, so the mafia were not nice people. I know they were giving up their space, but they were not nice people. Yeah. I don't think I should have to say the mafia were nice, not nice people. I think that's a given, but... <laughs> yeah, no, they're not known for their charitable, you know, behaviour. No, some gangs are. I think the Yakuza in Japan, like, obviously they're fucking gangsters, but when it comes to it, they're quite charitable. I know Pablo Escobar built lots of schools in his area of Colombia. The, right, I was, there's a massive tangent. I was watching a documentary on, was it Ramos Raganathan in Colombia? Okay, yeah. Or was it someone else? I don't know, but he kept asking about Escobar, like, can we see Escobar? Can we do this? And his tour guide was really uncomfortable about it, like, because she was annoyed that Colombia was only known for... Pablo Escobar and some people in Colombia absolutely love him and think he was the best thing to ever happen and other people hate him and think he was just a violent mobster yeah see this is apparently the the area that he sort of grew up in was the area that he put a lot of money back into and obviously he needed to launder Mm. a lot of money so he built schools he built hospitals and put a lot of money back into his community where he grew up so a lot of people that live around the area like yeah he's he's pretty he's pretty cool despite the shit he got up to and then obviously everyone else is like nah he's still a thug yeah i i I think i remember there's his old house is like obviously it was burnt down or blew up in some sort of raid but i'm pretty sure he can go paintballing there now that's cool yeah it's really cool i might do that to columbia so anyway on 28th of june 1969 undercover police officer 969 by the way they put man on the moon but they can't fucking get their head around gay people shocking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Undercover police officers were inside the building and they called for more police to come and join in the raid. This was in the early hours of the morning and surprised the people enjoying their night. But this raid was different and the tensions ran higher. Patrons refused to hand over their IDs and refused to go to the bathroom to have their gender confirmed because this is what they used to do if they saw um, some, a trans person or a drag act something, they'd take them to the bathroom to confirm their no. gender. That's yeah. fucking awful. Crazy. Yeah, this was in the 60s as well. My dad was born this year. Wow. And yeah, this was going my on. My mum was born. Like, my mum would have been a, a child in this at this time. She'd have been three. Yeah. And people are being dragged into the fucking toilets so that they can get the kit off and have a look at the genitals and be like, are you a man or a woman? I need to know. And it's like, listen, I don't identify mm-hmm. as a man. It's like, yeah, but you've got dicks and you must be a man. It's like, wow, that's fucking so demeaning. Yeah, horrible, isn't it? Uh, Some were thrown out, others were arrested. However, on this occasion, those who were thrown out didn't leave. They hung around and a crowd began to form and the police were heavily outnumbered. One woman was being violently dragged to a policeman and the crowd became violent themselves. Projectiles such as coins and bricks were thrown at police officers and this resulted in some police barricading themselves into the stone wall. So imagine a line of police with their riot shields. We all know that image. It's seen on basically every protest anywhere. (laughs) ever um some of the stonewall patrons and other members of the community linked arms faced the police line and began a chorus line of dancing and chanting <laughs> nice. uh the police then got violent towards these people hitting them with their batons however the police were still massively outnumbered and they were forced to retreat by the crowds the following day there was a large amount of news coverage on the riots and let's be honest it was mostly negative towards the patrons of stonewall mm. however it also brought out a lot more members of the lgbtq plus community and their allies a large protest pr- protest formed, with some handing out leaflets and posters demanding that gay bars be legalised and taken out of the hands of the mafia. People were openly showing affection for each other, 
uh, like openly kissing in the street, holding hands mm. uh, with someone of the same gender. And um, trans people were openly being themselves in public, so they were wearing what they want. Drag acts were uh, in full full get up. Everyone was just openly expressing themselves for the first time. Yeah, I don't get where people like there's this people in my parents' generations as well, um, and obviously ours that have an issue. The you know they always say the same thing. They go, "Oh, I don't mind gay people. I haven't got an issue with gay people. I just don't want to see it." It's like, yeah, but you're fine with seeing a heterosexual couple kissing in the street. Like, what's the pr- what's the difference? I don't get it. Yeah, there's just like this built-in repulse for them, isn't it? It's strange. I cannot understand it. My favourite thing is that you said we put man on the moon, but we couldn't sort out fucking how our views on people who are gay. That's yeah, it's hilarious. crazy. Isn't it? Could you imagine? Could you imagine the scenes if Neil Armstrong, when he got out of the fucking spacecraft, went as one small step for man and one giant leap for my gay boyfriend and how america would have just imploded it would have yeah it would have eaten itself alive oh my god that would have been fantastic like the nation's hero and he's like yeah yeah i'm, I'm gay that would have been brilliant uh, that would be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> what would they have done oh my god they would have cut that feed quickly oh god yeah <laughs> but, but yeah Imagine it's great that. i think He's a hero. I'm gay. Ah, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> He's been to the we moon. We should be exploring space where our own planet's still a mess. God. Jesus. We've got a lot to work on down here. Because what we're going to do, colonise Mars and just be homophobic on Mars. I think we should sort out Earth first. That's why aliens don't come down and speak to us yet. Because they're like, how are they getting on? Ah, they still don't really like talking to each other much. What do you mean? Well, that one kind of likes people of his own gender. Um, and that one doesn't like the fact that he does it. You're like, why? No, don't know. No one seems to know why. This is the thing. It makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense. The only thing that I can think of is that, obviously, instinctively, humans are meant to like pair up opposite sex to reproduce. That's kind of instincts. So whether some people's instincts are st- so strong that they get repulsed by people going against that, I don't know. But if a man, for example, is with another man, how in the fuck does that impact anyone else's life yeah at all it's like interesting that you mentioned it and i was going with you for a little bit on that whole maybe it could be like some sort of instinctual um uh, evolutionary thing where if we see someone not reproducing or like doing it quote the correct way it may seem like bizarre to us or unnatural but then i was going with you on that as i'm almost like you know almost giving people a pass to do it but then i was thinking but the romans and the greeks and people beforehand in ancient history had been banging each other all the time yeah and that's and they weren't gay it was just sex i don't get that i don't get that it's just like lots of uh, men in the greek army were just like well i've been on campaign for quite a while and i've not had any recently and they're like i mean if you fancy it, I'm up for it. And they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and it wasn't, there was nothing wrong with that because then they'd, they'd still go back no. home and, you know, have sex with a, a nice lady as well down the street as well. Like, yeah, man, I don't get it. Where did it change? I think it's Christianity. Yeah, Christianity has a lot to answer for. Not just Christianity, though. I think a lot of, uh, not religions. all religions have a lot to answer for. Yeah, other religions are available. Other, Yeah, I wouldn't recommend them. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, 
I've I've always been an advocate. If if your religion makes you a better person, then power to you. Go for it. I think we talk about those who whose religion negatively affects them and causes them to cause distress to others. Like if you believe in God and believe in heaven and all that, and you just live your life to, against those that set of rules, and you don't impact anyone, then awesome. Do you do you live your life as positively as you can? But the second your religion impacts someone else's life who does not want it. You are a dickhead. Yeah, spot on. Couldn't put it better. What is it? Religion is like a penis. Love it, cherish it, but don't force it down anyone else's throat, especially not children's. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Treat it like a penis. Oh, that's brilliant. Love that. We should put. We'll, we'll put. We'll put that on a t-shirt, unless that's been trademarked by someone else. <laughs> oh Christ! I'm sure I had something else interesting to say, but now I've spoken about penises. I'm, I'm, I've completely stopped. <laughs> Well, I don't know, James. That seems that seems a bit gay. I, I want you to line up, get your ID out, pull your trousers down, so I can yeah. Correct. ID though, what's it, does the ID just say like straight on it? I don't understand why they wanted ID. Yeah, you can imagine. Be like, uh, listen, I just saw you dancing with that man, but on your ID it says you're straight. <laughs> so yeah, confused. Confused. Oh, also, what else is it gonna say? <laughs> it's literally like your driving license, wouldn't it? But your name and address, and that's it. Yeah. Why, why do they need to know that unless they're putting you in that FBI book? That's so stupid. And they're just observing the gaze. Like, what do you want to... Take a picture, it lasts longer. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense, does it? It's just... It's just bad. And here's what I was going to say, actually. The world is massively overpopulated with people. So if anything, people that are not having children are doing us the fucking world of good. We need <laughs> less people to reproduce. Yeah, they're helping the environment. Yeah. So... Cars were rocked, and many members of the public joined as allies and showed their support, with some even using this as an opportunity to come out themselves. As the night drew in, more violence ensued with the riot gear squad, but again, the protesters won. A local newspaper was being very derogatory towards the protesters, so they were met with thousands of people outside of their building, and they threatened to burn it down. So this newspaper soon stopped. A woman called Brenda Howard, a bisexual activist, dubbed the Mother of Pride, would begin a march called the Christopher Street Liberation Day March. She would go on to organise it again the following year, and this was the first ever Pride March. Sorry if I'm taking weird breaths. I'm, I've got a lot of air bubbles going on at the minute. Um, <laughs> just let me settle. Just let me settle myself. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when James eats before he does the show. Yeah, honestly. So basically, we're gonna have a little aside while my breath calms down. I work in a performance-based job where I, I, I read a lot of scripts. I do a lot of high-energy stuff throughout the day. And after lunch, my afternoon is one massive burp. <laughs> I'll be in the middle of a script and I just have to stop and just let this air bubble just fucking come up. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Because I'm a man who likes to do things quickly, so my shows are very fast. Um, but sometimes I just race through it. I, I just swallow air. It's really not good. Mm. But yeah, this is what's happening right now, which is why I shouldn't eat before I do this. But hey, we, we recorded late. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, we're recording late. We can't help it. We we did say to you guys that our our recording schedule will be right out the fucking window. Um, now that we're back to work, so you know. Yeah, it's difficult. If you're sitting there getting angry, being like, "Oh, it's Friday and I've not released an episode yet," just go back and listen to the episode where I told you this would all be fucked up, and then you know, calm down. We will release as and when. It will be one a week. It just might not be on the specific day every week. <laughs> no. Anyway, are you good to go? <laughs> yeah, I've sorted myself out now. I've calmed down. Wonderful. 
mushroom stir fry coming back up. So, uh, the Christopher Street Liberation Day March, coined by Brenda Howard. That's where we were. She would go on to organise it again the following year. This was the first ever Pride March. Brenda was a very keen activist throughout her life, being arrested on numerous occasions for protesting for things such as free healthcare, equality for people of colour and those with HIV and AIDS. Brenda died in 2005 during New York's Pride Week, which is quite fitting. Yeah. These marches that Brenda helped to set up grew into the Pride Marches that we know today, where people are free to be themselves openly and celebrate who they are, whilst campaigning for greater change for those that are still persecuted for their sexuality. And I've never been to a Pride March, but I would love to go to one. Do you know what? Every time I have seen uh, like the pictures and videos from people that have been, it does look like a lot of fun. Everyone's just having a good time. Yeah, it's t- it's too much fun for me. Like I-, I think after about half an hour, I'd be a bit overwhelmed. But that's just because I don't like lots of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of huge crowds either. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, no, lo- lots of people, massive crowds. Listen, I'm all for it. Enjoy it. I love it. Um, yeah, I'll-, I'll show I'll show my face, but um, I get very uncomfortable around lots of people. <laughs> that's fair. I because they usually do a massive one in Birmingham where I live but obviously because of Covid it was uh, cancelled this year like most other things yeah but hey maybe soon it would be really cool I'd love to go so let's talk about Marsha P. Johnson Marsha was an African American trans woman in the early 60s in New York born a male named Malcolm Michaels Marsha legally changed her name after 1966 when she moved to New Jersey, when she moved from New Jersey, sorry, to Greenwich Village permanently, and she became Marsha P. Johnson. And when people asked her what her middle name was, she replied, pay it no mind. That's what the P stands for. And this response was intended to be a rhetorical answer to the question many had on their minds as to whether she was male or female. I like that. That's very clever. Very clever. And if if you look at a picture of Marsha, you'll know exactly who it is, the uh, very famous image. Hold on. Now I have. Now I feel pressure to Google really Google quickly. Time. Marsha P. Johnson. How fast can you do it? All right, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you that. Recognize? Yeah, yeah, I recognise her. Marsha and good friend Sylvia Rivera, who was also an activist, founded STAR, which stands for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, an organisation to support gay and trans individuals who had been left homeless because obviously their families would generally kick them out. The responsibilities of the children or youth of the house were to find food and relatively safe responsibility compared to uh, prostitution that Martha had experienced in her youth to pay rent where violence occurred regularly and lives were also at risk. So obviously people were on the streets being prostitutes and Marsha would bring them in and look after them. Mm. And she would refer to anyone brought off the streets into the star homes as her children. Which, I don't know if there's a link here, but you know on Drag Queen you have like drag moms and drag children and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if this is where it stemmed from, perhaps. I, I don't know. I can't say definitively, but it seems similar. No, but it, um, one, one on that, it is really nice that um, obviously in, in, in the drag community, um, they can be so like so loving that they become family and some, some of them can be drag mothers and have sisters. This is the thing, like we look at these episodes and everyone seems very bitchy because they're trying to win a competition and yet at the same time everyone is so supportive of each other oh god yeah i mean i think it's all just like it's i think it's all just like really good banter and that's what sort of mm. makes 
for me as an audience member like a really good drag queen is someone that's got the banner they've got the chat they've they can like mug you off in an instant and then give you a cuddle afterwards and say you and i'm only joking yeah. i love that that that's my favorite thing so you watch them and they're all like slagging each other off or whatever but then there are those moments where they're getting themselves into drag and they're talking about their past and their histories and whatever and they're all so supportive yeah when they talk about their past and you just listen to how they were treated at school and how they got to where they were Mm. it's quite heartbreaking yeah uh, Marsha was referred to as the queen mother and the queen aspect came from her loving of dressing in drag and performing at drag balls the mother aspect came from the matriarchal structure of the star house as a way to not live under a patriarchal structure where the man is in charge of the household <coughs> down with the patriarchy and all of that Marsha was there during the Stonewall riots and was a key figure and was often noted for her generosity towards other members of the community during this time. And they were nicknamed the Saint of Christopher Street, Christopher Street being the street where Stonewall is. Marsha posed for a collection of um, artist Andy Warhol's paintings, very famous artist, um, called Ladies and Gentlemen was the title of the work. And Marsha posed for that in 1975. However, in 1992, Marsha went missing, and six days later, her body was found in the Hudson River, oh, but murder was ruled out. However, Marsha's friends were unsure, and due to the high level of violence seen towards gay and trans people at the time, and Marsha herself was being consistently harassed, um, they decided to reopen the case. This was only in the last 10 years, I believe it was 2012, oh and God. the cause of death has been changed from suicide to undetermined. It was, I think, probably murder. Let's be honest. Oh my, that's shocking. That that yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you on that. Like, that's that's a hate crime. Someone, something's happened there. Yeah, hundred percent. Because obviously, Marsha is a. Um, I don't know if race came into it. Because Marsha was African American. Mm. So I, I imagine there was some fucking gun toting. Oh, I mean, person who was just not best pleased with <laughs> African American. I mean, if there's trans woman, if there's one thing that like a homophobic person hates more, it's a homophobic person who's proud of being homophobic and will flaunt it. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's hundred percent got to have been some sort of fucking violent hate crime that's gone. I say wrong, but obviously the way the person who ever committed the act wanted it to go that's horrendous and also yeah. like it shows the um uh, the attitude of the justice system at the time where they perceived oh, people yeah. of the community to be sort of lesser than dead like it wasn't interesting to them that this person yeah. has been they found just dismissed in the river it straight dead. away yeah they just dismissed it as oh that must have been a suicide because it's easy because we're not interested they must have brought it on themselves yeah. that kind of victim blaming yeah, it's we'll go into now how the laws have changed throughout um, the years. So 1967 saw the Sexual Offences Act passed in the UK, which decriminalised private homosexual acts between men over the age of 21. And in 2001, this was lowered to 16. Yeah, fair. But it took until 2013 for same-sex marriage to be legalised in the UK. Yeah, I mean, marriage is a, is a, is a difficult one anyway, because obviously, for the most part, it's tied in with Christianity and other religions, whereas, like... You know, marriage is just a contract between two people at the end of the day. What? I see marriage a lot like Christmas. It started off as this religious festival and nowadays has been adopted as something that we, we it's just part of the world. Like, I like the thought of getting married to one person just 
purely out of I think it'd be fucking awesome just to have that like your teammate, your partner, you know what I mean? Mm. Have that one person that you love and go through everything with. I, in in my mind, it's no way religious whatsoever. It's more just like a human bond. Yeah. Like, it, I don't need God to witness it. I'm, I'm, but then again, saying that, then do I have to get married because I can have that regardless? But I just want the party. So. <laughs> you can have the party. I mean, lots of people choose not to get yeah. married in churches, obviously, because it has no religious value to them. And um, to get married in a church, you do have to be of the faith that you're getting married into. So, a lot of people just get yeah. registry office and do it the official you know that way i'd like a big marquee somewhere outside somewhere nice with a nice view oh, that'd be cool i've, I've already planned my wedding here's it, here it is so i'm also gonna have you know like you, oh, i was about to say dig the dining club it's a birmingham thing you know like just street food vendors you know like where we went in london yeah. just like the street food places we'll have that but you know like they come on in like trucks and stuff all of that will be paid for and there'll be loads of them so people can go and get like burgers if they want or fajitas or all sorts there'll be so much an offer so like no sit down meals because i think they're fucking boring mm. so yeah that's my wedding everyone's welcome i just need to find a woman <laughs> that wishes to marry Can't me wait to come. yeah so if you are single i'm 25 um i'm based in birmingham no i'm not gonna <laughs> pour myself out over the podcast you're using this show as well <laughs> that's that's the equivalent of like you know a rock star just sort of you know some when uh, some fan comes backstage and they're just like oh yeah i'm a fan of the shit yeah i know you're a fan yeah (laughs) (laughs) but if you are interested my instagram is uh somewhere yeah yeah at jk no but hit me up but don't (laughs) wink (laughs) oh fucking hell so where was I? Ah, yes. America followed suit in 2015 in terms to um, of gay marriage, so they were two years behind. Um, during Bill Clinton's campaigns in 1992, he wanted to make it legal for gay people to join the military. However, he couldn't get the support for this, and it would have just absolutely crippled his campaign. <laughs> so he instead set up the Don't Ask, Don't Tell motion, which meant anybody could join the military as long as they kept their sexuality a secret, which is still fucked. Yeah, but I suppose it's the... Um lesser of two evils isn't it yeah it's the workaround however this was repealed by obama in 2011 because more than 12,000 officers had been dismissed for revealing their sexuality sorry what is it what so so in the space of 1992 to 2011 12,000 people had been dismissed from the military because they'd revealed their sexuality wow yeah, so Obama just been the whole thing. He was imagine, like, it's not working. Imagine that, like you're 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 a captain. You've worked your way up from being a private. You've been to like I don't know, operations overseas with your with your your buddies and whatnot. You've you've shared a tent. You've shared showers. You've you, you you're as good as like the brothers. You're as close as anything. And then you think well, like you can reveal yourself to your family that you've been with from possibly a decade in this army. And you're like, this is my home, this is my family, and I'm sure that this will go fine. And you reveal your sexuality, and you get dismissed for it. That is absolutely awful. It it, it is strange, isn't it? It, it? Again, it's one of those things that makes no sense. I have no words for. No, no. Uh, yeah. Um, in 2016, 2016, transgender people were allowed to serve in the military, but then along came Trump, and he overturned this during his time in office banning them again um but on his sixth day in office joe biden overturned that 
so transgender people can now openly serve in the military military again. Good. Very good. One day after the 2015 ruling in America of people being able to um, get married, the Boy Scouts of America lifted its ban against openly gay leaders and employees and in 2017 reversed a century-old ban against transgender boys, finally catching up with the Girl Scouts of the USA, which had been long being inclusive of uh, LGBTQ plus leaders and children. So again, this is really modern stuff where we're only just catching up because obviously like, we live in the Western world where we think, oh... Is there a problem here? Well, everyone's got the same rights, but there clearly is a fucking problem because these laws have been changed so recently. The mindsets have just not followed suit. Mm. Yeah, I think I saw um, uh, a, a statistic saying like there's what 160 odd countries in the world, and um, uh, being you know of the LGBTQ plus community is legal in only like 28 countries. So there's a long way to go. So the campaigns, the pride movements, being an ally, being part of the community yourself, it's all so important. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I have no doubts there are there are people in these countries where it is illegal and you'll be persecuted for it that are they they're not heterosexual. They are they do identify as another sexuality, another gender perhaps, and they can't be who they are out of fear of death in some cases. Which is just what is it's 2021 mm-hmm yep just let people be man like we mentioned on our margaret howell episode love is love just not with a dolphin love is love just not with a dolphin this is where we draw the line here and that's what people do you can do whatever you want with any one any human you please the second you sexually ro- touch a dolphin that's a step too far <laughs> cross the line we're against that we are against that, and also I said human. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that as well. Any human over the age of let's say eighteen. Yeah, just to be safe. Yeah. Check challenge twenty five. <laughs> I like as well. Um, recently, um, uh, I think he is. Yeah, he's a, a Vegas Raiders player in the NFL. Uh, Carl Nassib is the first um, currently playing NFL player to come out as gay. Um, which is absolutely fucking massive because it's a sport where it's seen to be like overly masculine and you know yeah it's a man's 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 sport sport. it's america's sport um and you know out comes this guy who's like yeah i play it and i'm gay and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that doesn't make me any less of a player you've all liked me beforehand Mm -hmm. (laughs) um because there's loads of like nfl players who after retiring later come out as gay and they're like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of mm. got into it as apparently it's called a beard for like um, uh, uh, gay people, for like gay men. Uh, a beard is like it's their masculine way of people not. Um, it's it's their way of hiding their sexuality. So they'll play like an overly masculine sport so that no one can question their sexuality. Mm. Um, and yeah, we have the same here in this country, don't we, with our football? Oh yeah, there is a every club generally does pride awareness and, and things like this but generally speaking in in football stadiums the cert- the demographic of people that go generally speaking obviously it's quite homophobic in there like i've heard some stuff at football games which is just vile there isn't an openly gay footballer in the premier league at the minute no there isn't uh, although the only one that i'm aware of is fashnu who ended up taking his life um mm. yeah thomas hitzelsberger ex-villa player 
um, he came out after retiring. Mm. And there is on Twitter uh, a Premier League player um, who was unnamed on Twitter, obviously, but their 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 moniker on um, uh, Twitter was like that they're a Premier League player who is gay, and everyone no one knows who the person is, and they said that they were ready to sort of come out. Uh, and they they decided to stop, uh, not to not do that in the end because they were they weren't sure that you know football was ready. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Just people just can't be who they want to be. Yeah. Because, the, oh, yeah, it, it's awful. I get it. So overall, the Stonewall riots. Sto- oh, I keep saying Stonewall riots. It's just not the <laughs> word. Stonewall riots saw the birth of the Pride movement, but it was in no way the first fight back to anti-LGBTQ plus prejudice. Love is love. We shall remember that, and everyone has a right to be exactly who they want to be, wherever and whenever they want to yeah. be, is my like closing written statement on the whole thing. So that was Stonewall. That's generally where the Pride movement began. So if you... Uh, this was a very basic overview of it. There is so much more detail you can go into, but obviously Stonewall gets referenced a lot, especially during Pride Month, so I hope now you've got a bit of a background to it and you can be like, oh, this is that when it's mentioned to you. Yeah. No, that's been that's been fascinating for me. I've learned a lot today because uh, I'm I'm very aware of pride um, every year. Uh, I, I I love it. I'm all for it. Um, love is love. Um, I had no idea sort of its origins or where it sort of where it sort of started. So that's been mm. fascinating. It's important to know the history of stuff. It really is. It? it really is. Um, it gives it more meaning. Yeah, because you know where we've come from and where we have to go, but. It's good to look back and, s- and see the people that started the fight as well. Because obviously, the the old saying, they walk so we can run. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Excellent, man. Uh, do you have anything more to add? Uh, uh, if after that you're still homophobic, just cl- close Spotify <laughs> and go and sit in a dark room. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, listen, it, it's not affecting you. D- wh- why does it matter? I don't get it. Um, I worked with a bloke who was racist, homophobic, sexist, you name it, he was it. Um, and oftentimes uh, we would be in the van on the way to a job um, and you know he would make derogatory comments to particulars on the street. Uh, and on one day we were walking, we were driving through East London uh, and we saw a lad in some like really uh, tight short shorts and he was... It was a really hot day, so he was just wearing braces around his shorts with no top on. Um, and the guy that I was working with was driving the car, pointed at the bloke, and like, as a beca- thought this was a funny joke, was just like, oh, I bet he'd like a bit of you, wouldn't he? And I'm like, I don't understand what your joke is. Are you joking because you are you joking because he's maybe gay, or are you joking that I, I don't understand where the joke is? So I was just like. Yeah, you probably would. I'm a bit of a catch. Like, I don't, I don't see what, I don't, I don't <laughs> see where you're going with this. <laughs> I don't get that. Like, I don't yeah. understand it at all. I think it stems from throughout history. Generally, white straight men have been the overall dominant figurehead, if you will. So obviously, white straight men are born nowadays, and they're they're kind of they look back and they still have this power complex. I say they, we still have this power complex. And you want to feel dominant over somebody. You just have the need for power. I think it's a power struggle. Yeah, it must be. I I, th- I think a lot of people really enjoy knowing that they're above someone else or or 
they can show their dominance over someone else, and that and this is what we're trying to eradicate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's like a societal toxic masculine thing. Like you're scared that people might view you as being less masculine or something. It's like it's nothing to do with it, man. Like I don't get it. Like like it, it is crazy. But then even I fall short of this. Obviously, I don't do it in that way. But like I won't open up about how I'm feeling. Like I'll I'll tell people my guy friends. Um, open up how you're feeling mental health matters you have to share we'll, we'll if you ever need something we'll get through it together and i i preach that to people like there's no fucking tomorrow but the second i feel like that you can bet your bottom dollar that i'll be quiet about it <laughs> yeah but like you, you look it's, at, it's so look backwards at like old statues of uh greek heroes and whatnot in in mythology and not and you think these these are defined as like some of the manliest men in history like the wars they fought and whatever and obviously they were partial to a lot of them were gay and you know had sex with everyone and everything um and yet you don't look at them any differently you don't look at them as being gay or not masculine or anything like that and then what happened somewhere somewhere along the line it was like yeah we don't do that now and I, and that's what i want to yeah, know but this view is so outdated because thousands of years ago that would have come into play and we just haven't developed past that point and that's what we're trying mm. to fight back against yeah. Because obviously some of us are. I have great faith in our generation, the generation below, and the generations yeah. that are to come. I think people are a lot more open. I just think generations above were born in a, an era of unacceptance, where you don't accept things, and they're struggling to get their head around it. I, I trust that a lot of them are trying to learn. Those that don't want to learn, just hopefully they die we quietly. Can, uh, but I, th- I think the world is getting so. better. We can take slowly. a lot from Diogenes, uh, our man, our guy, um, be mm. more dog. As 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 Diogenes was, be more dog. Dogs hump everything. <laughs> Just go for it. Go for it. Yeah. If that's what you fancy, go for it, mate. No one's, no one should stop you. Hump what you like, as long as you've got no. consent. As long as you've got consent and it's human and above the age of eighteen. <laughs> Excellent. What a way to end. <laughs> um, do we know who's coming next week? Oh, yes, yes, we bloody well do. Um, what I am going to do, James, I'm not going to tell you who we have next week what i'm going to do i'm going to read you something and hope that you can guess who we're talking about right okay are you ready ready and you should know who this person is because i believe you are you were exposed to this ready are you ready if oh no pressure okay go for it all right here it comes quote welcome to be humble abode lovely eh i have no doubt you all know who i am but for those of you who've been living under a rock, I am... No! Can you finish the line? <gasps> I, I didn't know where... Uh, I am um, Jack Shepard. Yes! He's a real person. We are talking about Jack Shepard. He is a real person and his story is but actually me. fascinating. Wow. For those of you that don't know, me and Ryan met in a place where you'd often play Jack Shepard. Mm-hmm. Amazing! I look forward to that. Then let's learn the history of the most annoying script of all time. The most annoying script of all time, and how actually, um, he he he's really he's a really interesting person in history. I'm fascinated. I'm looking forward to that. I'm so glad you got the reference. I'm so glad you got the the, the script as soon as I started it. You're like, yep. The second you said "Welcome to my humble abode," I was like, oh, I know this. <laughs> yes. Uh, next week we are talking about uh one of the most famous. Thieves and escape artists in London in history, Jack Shepard. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be a lot of fun. So look forward to that, guys, next week. That's our bad person. He's a thief. Um, 
yeah thank you very much for listening everyone make sure you follow us on all the socials uh, facebook instagram twitter it'd be great to get some more interaction from you guys uh, if you have any ideas or suggestions you'd like to send to us you can hit us up via the socials or drop us an email um, if you'd like to you can donate to the show sponsor us in that sense um, but just go into our ko-fi page www.kofi.com forward slash that's what people do and um, yeah that'd be really great if you could do that rate and review us on anything that you listen to us on and um, yeah join us next week we'll talk about Jack Shepard and um, yeah thanks for listening ta